Hey everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry. The podcast where we tell you about the rise and fall of a celebrity. And do some trash talking along the way. I, mother of my house, failed to keep my fucking mouth to myself. Jose. Man, and you're not living, you're just existing. Katrina Rochelle. Love it. I'm telling you. How are you on this fine, non-disclosing the time and location? I am doing wonderful. I actually just opened a Crown Royal Peach Tea. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> the peach tea, okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. I prefer the green apple myself, but you know. Oh, too sour, too sour. I, I've always loved green apple flavored pretty much anything. Really? Something about that green apple. You know, when I was a child, it was all about that strawberry kiwi. You know, mm-hmm. but then I grew up and I got finer tastes and went to green apple. <laughs> Such fine taste you have. I mean, fine tuned that taste right there. A connoisseur. You know, that's what they call me. Uh-huh. I'm in the sewer. <laughs> you're in the sewer and you're conning people. Oh, I love it. Love it. So who are we talking about today? We have two little short ones today. Okay. The first one we'll be talking about is paranormal investigator Ryan Buell. Buell. Never heard of him. He is probably best known for his A&E show, Paranormal State. Okay. Did you watch Paranormal State or any other, like, ghost hunting shows? Uh, no. Uh, if I haven't stated it before. I mean, ghosts can probably do exist, but it's not something that's really holding, that, that holds any entertainment value to me. Except for, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, the clips of Demi Lovato. Those were (laughs) hilarious. Demi's an alien hunter. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I loved Paranormal State when I was younger. It was back in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. It's an older one. Yeah. And they went to haunted houses or, you know, haunted places and investigated it. Pretty much what all the shows do. From what I remember, it was not as extra as some of the other shows like they say what was that (laughs) for no reason and not a lot of fakes or stuff like that fake out yeah i feel like it was kind of overproduced but it wasn't like it wasn't so dramatic okay okay anyways ryan was born july 8 1982 making him a cancer ryan claims at an early age he had an experience that he does not like to talk about so why are you talking about it They all do. I didn't really dive deep into it, but I saw one experience where he said he saw someone standing in his doorway that had a wide head. Not like a footballer like K. Arnold, just wider. Okay. He streamed and his mother came in the room and told him he was just streaming. And he streamed again later in the night and got in trouble. All right. He says, quote, I don't divulge specifics about what happened to me. The motive behind that has changed over the years. He goes on to say, either I was hallucinating on a regular basis, imagining things, or something really bizarre was happening. It became more active at a rapid pace, and then all of a sudden just stopped. So he experienced something as a child, but, you know, life moves on, and he just grew up and... Disregarded. Yeah, it didn't face him that much, but he still had an interest in paranormal. Okay. In high school, he had an interest in the paranormal, reading books by Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are probably best known now for the Conjuring movies. That's what they're based off of. Yep, yep. But they are pretty big in the paranormal world. They're fucking superstars. They're fox stars. Superstars and the subjects of our next episode. Ooh, wink, wink. Join us. In college, he started the Paranormal Research Society, or PRS, to find out more answers in the paranormal. In September 2001... (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't even know what that was. I was just trying to sound out PRS. (laughs) It's just PRS. In September 2001, he set up flyers on his campus to get the PRS going. But... He says there was already over 600 student organizations at Penn State where he went to college. So it was an uphill battle. Some of those got to be inactive. 
I, some of them have to be. He had the meeting planned for September 16th, 2001, which would just be a few days after 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this affected anything, but only three people showed up for that first meeting. I mean, probably. Yeah. I mean, nothing like a fucking worldwide fucking terrorist event to wipe your mind of that PRS meeting. Uh-huh. Not the thing that's going to be at the top of your mind. Yeah. So PRS starts growing. They got a psychic that helped with the missing persons case. They were asked to be on Court TV, which is now True TV's show, mm-hmm. Psychic Detectives, but were cut from the episode. By, <laughs> by 2004, they are getting more and more press, especially around Halloween, because everyone wants to talk about paranormal stuff around Halloween. Yeah. And in 2005, Ryan and the PRS got their A&E show, Paranormal State. And it lasted six seasons and ended in 2011. In 2010, Ryan also wrote a book, Paranormal State, My Journey into the Unknown, which gave some behind-the-scenes info on the show and some personal stories of Ryan. And Ryan also came out as bi. Okay. Share your truth. 2012, Ryan had to cancel some appearances and tours, and comes out that he has pancreatic cancer. Oh. He gives an interview with People Magazine that at the end of Paranormal State filming, he was feeling tired and had some stomach pain, but he just brushed it off as being tired from the filming schedule. And he let it go on for a year until he went to the doctors. Ooh, not a year. Yeah. People which... are good for that, but especially they, they say workaholics, but especially like men, like, bro, if they don't feel right, you got to get it checked out, especially if it's ongoing. That's true. I feel like most people think, oh, go away, or I haven't had it in a few days. I think I'm better. <laughs> That's what you think. That shit is underlying. And he goes into a lot of details about, about it and the two articles where he gave people an exclusive interview. And at 29, he was almost dying, but after treatment and having a tumor removed, he was near remission. All right. Now, 2013, Ryan is feeling a lot better, and he's wanting to go on tour. A psychic, someone who appeared on Paranormal State, Chip Coffee, teams up with Ryan. This tour is called Conversations with the Dead Tour. So just days before the tour was supposed to start, in April 2014, Chip drops out. I'm just trying to figure out what the f- what what are y'all doing? I mean, Ryan, what what's, what purpose does Ryan serve? And because if old dude is the... The psychic? What is it? Yeah, he's a psychic. Um, just he's, he's just a paranormal investigator. I yeah, he's a pretty well-known name. He, mm. I saw somewhere which I don't know how accurate it is, but his net worth was like 1.5 million. I'm like for hunting ghosts. Seems like a cash grab. This whole tour. No well, offense. I feel with any kind of business, you do tours. You talk about your experience. You have fans. Yeah. Which sure. everything in life is a cash grab. If we could go on tour, we would. Would we? I would. If there was cash, I'm grabbing it. Oh, okay, yes. If we were offered cash, hell yeah, I'm going on tour. I'll see all this body. <laughs> <laughs> so, just days when the tour was... All right, we covered that. But So, just days before the tour was supposed to start, in April 2014, Chip drops out and the tour is canceled. Mm. People are blaming Chip, and Chip says, quote, I've been accused of throwing Ryan under the bus. I didn't throw Ryan under the bus. Ryan stepped in front of the bus, and I jumped out of the way. Any smart business person would have done the same. And Chip goes on to claim that Ryan and the PRS were in charge of the tour, and he was pretty much just a talent showing up. Chip is claiming even though over $80,000 of tickets were sold that he knew of, Nothing was getting done behind the scenes. No venues were booked, no airline tickets. And hmm. They were just keep selling tickets. And this is a tour that is going on in North and the United States of America and in Canada. I mean, I did just say it was a cash grab. I didn't know it was a, <laughs> it was a scan grab, too. Chip is thinks there does not seem like they had any intention of going on tour, Ryan and the PRS. Chocolate chip know what it is. <laughs> and it was just, he says it was just so disorganized. And he, the number he said was 80,000, but that's just the number he saw or heard of, but he wasn't even in, like, in control of tickets. So he doesn't know really how much. 
So he was literally the talent. He was not involved with anything. This They just said, we're hiring you just to be on stage. And Chip wanted to make that it. very clear. I understand. Because people try to shade and sully your name, Chocolate Chip. You got to really put it <laughs> out there what it really is. So once he finds out, he leaves the tour. Ryan and PRS have to cancel the tour. Ryan releases a statement saying he had to cancel due to health issues related to his cancer. Oh, no. No, not you pulling out the card. Which, you know, people have to cancel tours all the time. Only problem is people are not getting refunds. Oh, please don't tell me this man didn't give out no refunds. <laughs> Ryan is saying the money is being held up by PayPal. He says PayPal has all your money. And that's why people use PayPal, because PayPal ain't got no, they don't got no problem being on the shady side of some business dealing. PayPal comes up and says, no, we don't. We can only refund the money that was from the tickets that were bought in the last 45 days. Any tickets that were sold before that, we can't refund. Like, that's the holding time is 45 days. <sighs> so they say they don't have the money. The money that they did have, they can refund. And... Mm. So a lot of these core fans who would want to go see Ryan and the PRS, they got their tickets early, so they're out of money. Yeah, them 46ers, they pissed. So really, they are only left with one option, and that is disputing the charges because they're not getting the money. Hell yeah. Chip says, quote, I'm not insensitive to the fact that Ryan is sick. I'm not. I pray for him every day. But that had nothing to do with business. Pay someone to return the money. Find a way to get people their money back. And it's not really known if people got their money back. A lot of people claim they never did. Some people mm -hmm. said they were okay not getting their money back because Ryan was sick with cancer. And Well, those people need to come and hit me up. Because I'm sick right now. Those had to be the mega fans if they're truly out there. Yeah, because I mean, it. I mean, if that was the reason, which I mean, I'm very dubious on that. Your your unfortunate um, diagnosis and being sick and dealing with that has nothing to do with you refunding your fans' money for their continued support of your business. And he just. This was 2013. Just 2012, he had to cancel tours because of his cancer so some of that money didn't get refunded but it's not i could not see how much like there was no definitive answer mm. and that's pretty much the end of the money issue in 2016 ryan is arrested for theft of leased property receiving stolen property and theft of service those first two were felonies the last one is a misdemeanor Oh, no. What, what what was he doing? So what he did was Ryan went and he rented a car and he just never returned it. <laughs> so the guy, the manager, tries to reach out to Ryan, call him, email him, no response. He finally goes to the police. The police says he has to get a certified letter in the mail. So he mails that to the address that Ryan left behind. Ryan no longer lives on that property. But they do end up finding him. Ryan's arrested. And the Ryan, the mugshot for Ryan just looks horrible to, compared to how he normally looked. Oh, say no more. What does this mean? Ryan Buell? Yeah, B-U-E-L-L. -L. All right, let's look at him regular. All right. Oh, is this a white man? He. I'm just saying... He's I think very, he has some Native American. I'm gonna say he's very racially ambiguous in the face, but yeah, the um, the mugshot ain't a good look, player. No, so of course when people see that mugshot, they suspect drugs, and then other people are like, "No, guys, he's sick. He has cancer." Cancer or drugs, man. That's crazy for so those to be the two ones that people are just saying. Yeah, yeah. Harsh. So, Ryan's mother would post an open letter to fans saying, please stop sending him money. Please stop buying tickets for shows that will never happen. Please stop buying merch that you'll never receive. Please stop <clears throat> buying... But pretty much, don't send him any money. Don't offer him a place to stay. My son don't is a scammer. Couch. He got to learn. And she says, 
by people doing this, they're just enabling him. Oh, no, not the mama coming to the rescue, man. It's a sad day when your mama got to out you to save other people, as well as save your ass from, like, more frauding. Yes. Damn. And I believe this post was on Facebook. It kept getting deleted at first by the PRS mods, because that's what she was trying to, like, post it at, was, like, their fan page or whatever. They were like, don't talk about our leader, even if you are his mother. And she says that the PRS only care about money, and she's asking people to repost this post so it can get out there because it keeps being deleted. Someone in the comments asked, isn't Ryan sick? And his mother res responds, he is sick, but not from cancer. Mm. April 2017, Ryan is arrested for an altercation with his boyfriend. He scratched him and bit hit the finger so hard it punctured the fingernail. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's ugh. when I thought that I was like, ugh. have you ever just shut your finger in a car door and just got that indentation? Oh, horrible. Nah, bruh. Shortly after this, Ryan enters rehab for drug addiction. And he comes out saying he was addicted to drugs. He is clean now. And for the most part, I see the consensus is he faked cancer to hide his drug addiction. His mother said he didn't have cancer, but she didn't say he never had cancer. I don't know. I was, you know what? This is not where I thought the story was going when you first started. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you think it was going? I don't know. Like, I thought maybe he, like, just fell on hard times and was just being, like, I don't know, but the whole... I don't know, because if you're also a mother, wouldn't you clarify? You've already told everybody that, you know, your son has a problem. If he did have cancer, wouldn't you say he, I mean, wouldn't you give an indication that he did have cancer at one point in time and not just full-blown say he doesn't have cancer, which is so kind of ambiguous and open-ended? I would assume so. I, I think he... You think he faked it, the whole thing? It seems that's what it's leading to. Damn, he was, I mean, and I'm not trying to give good props, but I'm just saying this man hid that shit through like the height of his fame. It, yeah. I, didn't, I would have not known anything was um, for sure up with anything until the whole chocolate chip situation. <laughs> That's when the eyebrow gets raised. You just canceling all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, if you canceled the one previous because of your cancer diagnosis and sickness, as well as you always having to deal with something in the future. And then, uh, bruh, I did not expect this to be that. But yeah, Ryan Buell, you fucked up. Yeah, um, I feel with Ryan, he did rip off his fans and lied about cancer. But mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, Who that was from drug addiction. Oh, Drug addicts makes... are going to do what they need to do to get their drugs. Like, he's clean now. So hopefully that is... But then you, I, I don't want to say, like, you can't trust him because what if he's just saying he's clean and he's not? But I think if he ever does a tour again, it needs to be with a third party accepting the money. You know, something like that. He can't do no tour again. Well, he, it seems like he's on the up and up. But as for his career. I, I I'm sorry. You won't have to, you, what you should do is do a little free like a, a three free shows in, in your biggest popular states, cities, uh -huh. whatever, to show the fans that, first of all, you are changed and you are dedicated to giving your fans entertainment and what they came for, which was you, and that this next chapter of yours is going to be on the up and up. I, I think you should start at a clean slate and open it up to everybody to show that you know your previous transgressions are you're putting that behind you and you are uh turning over a new leaf after you do that one big free show or a couple free shows then i think you should put out your intention to tour i mean it still could go great he could still do a tour and it's still successful when people come but that's how i would do it knowing that i scammed and frauded a lot of my fans uh for two tours i wouldn't feel right just coming getting clean and feeling better and then just saying 
all right, let's go back to charging you motherfuckers. No, uh -huh. I, I'm going to, if, if I care about my fan base, if I want to nurture it and, and want to grow it, as well as to go back into the field I left, I think I would show uh, a little bit more humbleness and a little bit more um, deprecation. I, I would come to my fan base with my hat in my hand, basically. That and hope that true. they would forgive me. But, you know, if they still... If the fan base is for it and they're accepting it, I mean, who the fuck am I to say something? And it, I'm not even saying he is touring right now. I saw a few weeks ago he was, he posted on Twitter that he was halfway into the second year of grad school. So, okay. I mean, that's for good. him. Yeah. And, but it also calls into question, I feel like with skeptics, more so, where if you're saying he's a liar, how do you even believe that? He's a paranormal investor. He can lie about cancer. He can lie about money. He can well, lie about these damn ghosts. That's fair. But to be fair, all those people are sometimes looked at under the microscope. So, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel right just putting uh, Ryan under the microscope on that one. I mean, anybody who does that, you can always say that. If anything, he should be deserved to be looked at with scrutiny based off the decisions he's made with his career and not... I mean, he could be lying, but also he's he's gained people who like his lies, if that's what it is. I don't think that's the biggest problem, because a lot of people, you could say they, they'd be faking. You know, I said I'm always open to the paranormal, but sometimes I feel like these big ones in this paranormal field, they're liars. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that says for paranormal investigations, but I believe people can have paranormal experiences. I'm just saying I, I'm not too sure about the investigators, the people investigating them. Okay, yeah. But I you know what? Like... I don't believe in paleontology either. <laughs> I'm going to cancel for that one. Don't at me, guys. Just look into paleontology. it. Paleontology. Paleontology. It's a pseudoscience. It's the um, dinosaur The fucking one, dinosaurs. Right? Ross Geller. Yeah. That's Ross I fiction. Why, <laughs> I don't know why that is so funny to learn about you, as well as I feel like I've also, like years ago, heard you say that as well that you didn't believe. What about archaeology? I believe in archaeology. I well, yeah, you got to get on the ground and do much. that shit. I don't want to get into too much because it's the no, whole no, no. thing. No, stand ten toes down. No, do your own research, guys. <laughs> Look into it and see what you believe. Find a 10-second YouTube clip. It'll prove everything. Interesting. I gotta look into it. I honestly, one of those things that, since it's not one of my interests, I don't care which way or the other. I don't know if I believe in it or not. Whatever. But okay. I'm just saying, there's, we just take, uh, I don't want to get into this too much, but we take paleontology too much as a hard science when really it's a lot of estimation, like, guesswork and theories, which all of science is, but I feel like paleontology is such a soft science in my eyes. And it's, when you look at all the fraud in paleontology and when it became popular with museums and now mm. dinosaurs have feathers, mm. I'm just saying, and the saber-toothed tiger teeth probably did not, were not visible. Mm. There's just a lot out there. I'm, I sound like a bad man. I, can't, I will say Einstein said it here first, bitch. <laughs> I really dinosaurs ain't had no goddamn feathers. No, I think they did. They might have. They could have. No, soft ass I, science. I'm open soft to anything. Motherfucking science ain't no hard ass science. I want to be clear. I believe in dinosaurs. I get there's some bones that are real. I just don't like that we. 100% say this is a T-Rex and everyone goes for it. You dusting off chicken bones and you sitting there saying that's a velociraptor? Hell fucking no. <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right. Um, that was Ryan Buell's cancellation and mine too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate yours too. Can you believe Jose doesn't believe in dinosaurs? That's what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You love Jurassic Park. I actually don't. Because I... Stop, stop. You're just... <laughs> don't put me in this. I'm just starting shit. Hilarious. All right. I'm sorry. Move on. Move on. Okay. The next person we'll be talking about is someone who... 
and this is a huge pet peeve of mine. Mm. Just someone who does not know how to say, I don't know. You always have to, you always have to have an answer. You always have to say something. Just say, I don't know. I'll get back to you. Just say that. True. And this person was pretty popular in the paranormal world. You probably know her. Okay, her. Yeah, her. I'm her, 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 her. And she was probably best known for being the psychic on the Montel Williams show. Oh, yeah. Sylvia Brown. Sylvia Brown. (laughs) SB. That's the real SB. (sighs) Did you watch her while she was on Montel Williams show? As a young black child living in the ghetto, (laughs) on the days in which I did not go to school, I went through a litany of daytime TV, which includes the trash and slightly boring Montel Williams. But yes, occasionally I did see myself looking at Sylvia Brown and her being wrong a lot of times. Yes, that's her being wrong. It's so awkward. Look at a compilation, bruh. I think it stems from Sylvia girl just doesn't know how to say, I don't know. She goes, bro, you're right. She don't say, I don't know. She goes far into the deep end. She gets so specific that you start to think, have I lived the wrong life? Am I wrong? (laughs) She says things that you didn't even think she would come up with to the point where you're like, God damn, maybe she is right? I don't even maybe know. Maybe she is. Yeah, that shit was crazy. But okay, I'm sorry, continue. Sylvia was born October 19th, 1936, making her a Libra. A lined Libra. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia claims she comes from a line of psychic mediums and that she started having visions at three or five, depending on the source. And Gary... Dufrenzi, maybe is his name. Gary Dufrenzi. Sylvia's first husband says they had a dinner party and Sylvia wanted to give tarot readings for entertainment. Gary claims he was shocked at how in detail Sylvia was going with the cards, saying that he was just shocked that she could lie to people. And he said, quote, you know it's not true and some of the people are probably going to believe that. Oh, he fucking knew. So crazy how specific you are with your lies. (laughs) Gary claims this is when her career started as a psychic. And it was just because she could convince people she was. She could convince people she was a psychic, so that became her career. Damn. Um, She also had a charge of fraud. We're not ready to get into it, but she had a charge of fraud because she died alone and and she didn't use it properly. Fraud. Oh, fraud. Mm. Uh A psychic alone, she thought she would be able to pay off. Turns out she was wrong. But Sylvia became so popular, she was able to charge $860 for about 30 minutes on the phone. Oh, my God. She making, well, she's not making Miss Cleo money because Miss Cleo did not make that money. But that's some, that's some change. She's making that fucking, the psychic TV money. Uh-huh, the money they thought Miss Cleo was making. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that is just crazy money. 30 minutes for 30 her. Minutes. And no offense to Sylvia, but she does not have Miss Cleo's charisma, in my opinion. I see. Uh, <laughs> pot. Not, uh, fucking, uh, tripped over a pot, hit his head, <laughs> fell into the ground. Unfortunately, uh, they buried over him, and he's not going to be found. I am so sorry, ma'am. He's not going to be found for you, but uh, that's where he's at. Her speaking fees were seventy-five thousand to one hundred fifty thousand. Oh, god damn! She wrote forty-seven books. I saw there were even like Sylvia Brown cruises where people could take a cruise with Sylvia. Mm, I think that this boat will make it to the shore. <laughs> <laughs> if Sylvia was on the Titanic, it still would have been afloat. Oh, shit. Don't make me laugh too hard. I'm going to start coughing. (laughs) She was already popular before the Montel Williams show, but I do believe the Montel Williams show helped elevate her to a level of popularity she never would have had. 
Oh, a hundred percent. Because then she was, she might have been known uh, very much, but she was in she was in the living room. She was on TV. That made her worldwide. Anywhere Monta Williams was airing, they knew her because she was a consistent guest. Uh, yeah, I think it was every Wednesday. Every I didn't even know it was a week. It was a weekly thing, Katrina. Yes, you're right. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, like I said, Sylvia has one big problem. She just doesn't know how to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. My three favorite words put together. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I say, I don't know, just as I don't feel like explaining something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how many times I've been on the end of a, so do this and blah, 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 and I'm like, what? Or can you repeat? I don't know, Katrina. Just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't, I just love, I don't know. Well, Okay. I hate someone who always has to be right. Someone who, like, if you're knowledgeable, like, you know, teach me. But if if you just think you're always right and you have to just sprout bullshit so you could be right, mm-hmm. just shut up. Like, take a moment and say, I don't know. We ain't fucking with the know-it-alls. The people who have, like, those facts in their head that they sprout off and it's just bullshit. It's like, shut up. Like, I hate how much it's in society. It has become like almost like debate culture. Like, you have to know these information on your top of your head. All these numbers and statistics and stuff. Yeah. I like when people say like factoids or like trivia or like stuff like that. as like offhand or like when it's relating to something that we're already talking about like organically. Yeah, If you have to, like, shove it down people's throat or you have to uh, do it in response to somebody saying something already, then it is it gives off the, like, okay, man, we can't talk around motherfucking uh, Einstein over here. You uh-huh. have something to say. That's just the vibe Sylvia's been giving me. Mm. So maybe she was just a fraud committing perjury, but these are some big claims she made on the World Montel Williams show. That proved to be false. In 2002, Sylvia told the parents of an 11-year-old, Sean Hornbeck, who was, who was missing, that Sean was kidnapped by a dark-skinned Hispanic man with dreadlocks. Yeah. Can you picture something more frightening? A dark man, dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You get on my nerves. <laughs> no, because I feel like that's why Sylvia said that. Ooh, yeah, she's... <laughs> I feel like if I'm on the line, I can pass. I can't say dark-skinned black man. What is right next to dark-skinned Hispanic with the black hairstyle? (laughs) That is crazy. And Sean, she claims Sean was now dead. Five years later, Sean was found alive, and his kidnapper was a white Caucasian with short hair. Like Sylvia, girl, if you don't know, just say that. And then she throws this Hispanic man with dreads. It's just low-key racist. I mean, obviously that was his cousin, Juan Jackson. Another one like this, also on the Maltem Williams show, she told Amanda Berry's mom that Amanda was no longer alive. Oh, the Amanda Berry one is sad. 2004, Amanda had been missing for 14 months at this time. Sylvia says, she's not alive, honey. Luanna Miller, the mother, says, so you don't think I'll ever see her again? Sylvia responds, yeah, in heaven, on the other side. Sylvia claims Amanda and then was- I came down and I beat Sylvia's ass because you didn't have to say it like that. <sighs> what is the point of taking the hope away from the mother? What There's is the, no reason. No, it seems to me it's not just scamming people. It's shock value. It's shock value for one, but it also seems like it's like there's something wicked inside of her. Oh, like malicious? Like she really like gets joy I, from that? I don't know. I don't mm. I don't know if she gets joy from it, but like you have to be like really fucked up to say that to a mother of a missing child. Twist the knife in. Yeah, because you gotta think about it. Okay. This woman is asking you about her missing daughter. As you're thinking of your story, just the Andy uh, Griffith uh, Griffin uh, whistle song is just going through your head because obviously you don't know shit. No offense, Sylvia. R.I.P. But 
why, if you don't even know the truth, do you have to be so um, with a smile on your face cruel? Because it doesn't sound cruel. Oh, you'll you won't uh, you'll see her on the other side of heaven. It's it's cruel, but it's it comes off as you're trying to be nice. No, bitch. What? Why would you even say that? Why? Like. Or why it's... didn't you just say that? Um, hopefully, who uh, who knows if she's uh, or, or I don't even know what the fuck you would say. But honestly, the first and foremost thing is that she shouldn't have been commenting on anybody who had a question about a person missing or dead. Because yeah. she, she or maybe you could say dead, but not anybody missing, not these open cases. She had no expertise and no rhyme or reason that she she should have been commenting on that. Say, I don't know. Say the spirits are not talking to me right now. Or say, say something. something it's, uh, there's conflicting things I'm getting in my brain where I feel like I'm not comfortable enough to give you a solid response. Like she could have twisted that anyway. Yeah, because that Amanda Berry thing, I mean, you're going to finish it off, but it pissed me off. She then goes on to say Amanda was in water and her jacket had DNA on it and was in the garbage can. Another thing, why are you painting the scenario? Amanda Berry's mother ended up dying two years after this, but she probably had that image of her daughter in the water mm -hmm. you know, to her death. And it's just so fucked up to do. After it's, being assaulted because of the vision you also gave her too. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like in Sylvia's mind, maybe she could have justified it as I'm helping her move on, but I don't think, like, that's not her place to do. She could have said either, she, she could have said so many other things besides that. Mm -hmm. Amanda Berry would be found alive May 2013. She was one of the three women kidnapped by Ariel Castro and held in his Cleveland home. Statistically, Amanda would be found dead. And I think that's why Sylvia was thinking. Let you know, me just say that. Yeah. There's let's, no let's, chance she could be alive. Let's play the odds. You know, everyone knows if they're missing after 48 hours, the chances significantly decline. But mm -hmm. we're, talk, we're talking 14 months. Let's say she's dead. Let's say she's in the water because that's where people hide bodies is water. But it's... Like I said, to remove hope from a parent when that's all they got just seems so mean. And people came for Sylvia once Amanda Berry was found, but she just said, psychics are human too, and sometimes they make mistakes. Yeah, but your mistake error percent is just going up and up and up, bitch. How many human error mistakes can you make before, bitch? I'm taking your psych your your psychic license. Which they don't require you to get. <laughs> Skeptic groups have gone through and examined cases she claims to have helped. And they said her predictions were too vague that they couldn't determine if she was accurate or not, or she had no contribution to the case. And these are cases about missing or murdered people. Because mm -hmm, she wanted to show that she got she she got uh, verifiable uh, results, but all we saw is that with uh, time and technology that you were lying again. I think she said her percentage was like 85% accurate. Uh, no. Inaccurate. She forgot I, that I-N in front of it. <laughs> I think even if she was knowingly doing this as a con, let's just say that, um, that it's for entertainment purposes or whatever, mm -hmm. to start profiting off families with open investigations to missing or murdered people. And I even saw she would give medical advice. People coming Bitch. to her that are sick. No, no, no. There's it, Oh, she got to stop. Well, yeah, she stopped. She did. <laughs> the it Lord takes... stopped her. <laughs> It takes it from scamming to being outright evil in my mind. And yeah. Miss Cleo would never. Miss Cleo would never. She was a scammer, but I feel <laughs> Sylvia took it too far. Yeah, I agree. And it's sad because that's going to be her legacy. And there's a lot of psychics that are bullshit or very controversial, hit and miss, whatever. But I don't think I don't know. I think there. I think Sylvia Brown is just the biggest one now, unfortunately. And that's crazy to be the face of like fraud psychics. 
but there's there's still some out to this day got the tv shows and stuff uh-huh. but because she went so far into the deep end with it having a a, a weekly show on uh, national television over 40 something books you giving people actual advice on open cases as well medical advice it does i mean it's going to be hard for people to paint you in a positive light after you're gone like you you got to live the way you wanted to and now in death now people are just going to talk about how unfortunately a shitty person you were how how you had no ethics and low and no morals really when it came to your work yeah because i see a lot of like you know there's some youtube psychics or tiktok psychics or whatever Mm -hmm. and they always put on their don't give medical advice, don't give financial advice, or stuff like that. And I feel like there does cross a line, well, if you believe in psychics or not, that you should not be giving medical advice. Especially if you know you're a liar, and I know Sylvia knew she was a liar. Mm-hmm, she knew. Sylvia also said she would die at 88 while she was on Larry King Live, and she died at age 77. See, Sylvia, you couldn't even get your death age right. No. During the COVID pandemic, it was rediscovered that she predicted around 2020 there would be a pneumonia-like illness in her book, End of Days and Prophecy, What the Future Holds for You. And a lot of people were like, oh my god, she's right. Even Kim Kardashian. Oh my gosh, such a reliable source. (laughs) And I actually read that book when I was younger. I don't remember a lot, but I do remember she... Oh, you were indoctrinated. <laughs> I was... I've read everything, though. You didn't read I, the Bible. I did, actually. Oh, okay. I'm Bible studies sure. with my grandma, Jehovah Witness. Oh, yeah, you did. Look at me. I didn't <laughs> read the Bible. and You can stamp me on that one. But I do remember she also said that we would be living in domes and a United States presidency would no longer exist. Mm. It would be like a panel of leaders. And that was supposed to happen by now, so she's not accurate. I mean, she got kind of the pneumonia sickness one right, but people are saying that's not really accurate either because it It's not pneumonia. How she described it, like it makes it's not like COVID. Also, um, don't you notice all these big like predictionists, psychics, no matter what year they come out or whatever what they always in the future do predict of course a big illness a big sickness it's the safest thing you can do yeah we're nasty in this world people don't even wash their hands after visibly taking shits anymore so they don't of course illnesses and plagues are going to happen that whole Um, bubonic plague shit talking about that in english i was like how the fuck did that even happen? Y'all nasty. Some predictions that Sylvia Brown did get right. She did predict that Arnold Schwarzenegger would run for political office, which I feel like that might have been inklings in there. And he's married to Maria Shriver, who's political. I was just about to say, when did she make that prediction? Yeah. If it was during their marriage, then yeah, I ain't, you don't get too much credit. If it was before, I'd, I'd give her more. She also said John Panay's Ramsey's case would never be solved, which again, something something you could say. And she said Madonna would have another kid by a different man. Again, something okay. to say. Madonna put out a big ass book of sex. I could call that. Yeah. Of course she was going to have some more kids and some people that she didn't, she wasn't fucking with no more. I mean, I just picked out, like, some of the worst ones on here that Sylvia got wrong. But, like you said, there's compilations out there where she did stuff wrong. People have tested her and she gets it wrong. Or yep. you can tell she's starting to get it wrong and then she, like, says, well, 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 actually, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to watch, but if that's your type of entertainment i i implore you to type it into youtube and watch it because boy it's so for any psychic but especially sylvia brown because i'm just familiar with her from childhood it's just crazy to see how like committed to it she will be until they give her that the eyebrow raise or when before i don't know it's just like she just really commits to it like the way she'll say uh he had a daughter you didn't know about her (laughs) 
He <laughs> went off out of town. That's where he went. He went to go raise his family with the other people. Um, there like, was one. There was one case that someone asked about their father who died, and she said, "Oh, he died when he was young." And like the person, I can't remember if they were making it up or if they started like he died older or something. And Sylvia Brown's like, "Well, it depends what you consider young, since I still consider myself young. Like I feel oh. young." No, she still considers herself young. <laughs> he was trying to stretch that one. All right. Do you have anything else to add on Sylvia? Our long-lost best friend from the Montel Williams show. Um, I hope she sees everyone in heaven who she wanted to see in the afterlife. Like she told Amanda Berry's mom. Oh. Because she damn sure was only going to be seeing my hands on earth if she ever did another wrong prediction. And, and she was doing it too long. No offense. I just feel like at a certain age, you got to get out the game, even if you lying. Even if you tell them the truth. That's why, like, you know, traveling carnivals, why they did so good was because they could leave town afterwards. That is true. But we do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media that we want to talk about, recommend, discuss, shit on. Do you want to go first? Should I go first? Do you want to go first? Um, I can read Trisha's. Trisha left us a media. We do need a jingle for her. Ring, ring. <laughs> okay. And the subject of this email is warning. Long-ass media email. <laughs> is it long? It's not that long. Okay. Come on in, Trishy. So, good evening, wonderful, amazing, beautiful people of Save Your Sorry. Thank you. I have had a shitstorm of a week, but Savior Sorry has come through for the win again. Hallelujah. So I'm reaching out to share my media. I do have a part two media because I forgot to email last week, <laughs> which is a shame because it would have fit perfectly with the topic. So my first media is kind of a hot take, LOL. It's Trapped in a Closet, Chapter 1 through 5 by R. Kelly. Oh, damn. And we actually talked about that on our problematic media that we like oh we did we did but you did not let me release it oh because okay y'all i mean if y'all want the problematic media episode jose can release it one day as a, a bonus episode but let me tell you right now that i was all over the place that's why i did not like how i sounded that's why i was like we don't have to ever let anybody hear <laughs> But I, I was just about to say, I feel terrible that the only piece of media that I could ever argue for with R. Kelly is the trapped in the closet. Uh, That's it, what I said. It's terrible, but it's so entertaining as well as it's like so unserious. And it just came at a time in the world where it was just so unexpected. But just you were just like, God damn it. Why am I singing this? talking singing man in a, a closet that the chapters just went on to make no sense i, I actually watched the whole thing that hoe was me That's my <laughs> <part>. <laughs> okay. oh my gosh now before y'all cancel me let me explain my late granny loved r kelly like most older black people and when trapped in the closet came out she was so excited she would wait for all the chapters one by one and just thought it was so funny Every time I listen to this song, I get nostalgic. I picture myself in my granny's red carpet in the living room, laughing when older adults did, because I really had no clue what the fuck was going on back then. <laughs> Which, <laughs> some of those things probably did fly over my head as well. And you just do that as a kid. You just laugh. You know what's so funny? Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. You... <laughs> I forgot that you were reading Trisha's letter for a second. <laughs> I'm not prepared. <laughs> I was about to say, Jose, your grandma is not black. You didn't know I had Afro like you never. Exactly. I was going to say, did I miss something all these years? Did you secretly have a black grandma? <laughs> You could have been saying nigga the whole time. Oh my gosh. But okay, yeah. I'm sorry. We're back on Trisha. But okay, great. But I, I agree. Um, you you didn't know what the hell all the jokes were until you were older. 
So yeah. you just you take directives from the the adults. She goes on to say, "I no, this is Trisha, not me. This is Trisha." <laughs> I really wish I could have sent that last week because my granny also loved Jeepers Creepers and Jeepers Creepers 2. And I don't really know how she would have reacted to finding out about the writer's past. But anyways, I digress. The second part of my media is Let It Flow by Tony Braxton. From the motion picture, Waiting to Exhale. Like I said, earlier this week has been a tough one. And Let It Flow really helped me try to let things and people go. Thank you guys. Everything's gonna work out right <laughs> Thank you guys so much for Save Your Sorry. It's secretly my media every week, but writing that in kind of feels like cheating. Keep up the wonderful work and remain best friends forever, or I would just perish away. I'm sorry this email so long. Well, actually, I'll save my sorry and send it anyways. Love y'all. Hey, which I. Love Trisha's emails. <laughs> She's the only one who's doing them, so I hope she never stops. She, as long as you love them, which I do as well, uh, she will. She will keep doing. Thank you, Trisha, for sending your media. I love you and appreciate it. Uh, Let it flow is a great Tony Braxton song. It's a Those great are, song from like in the movie as well as period. Those are two great medias. Yeah, but, trapped in the. They used to play trapped in the closet the first couple chapters on the radio. That's how big it was. Uh huh. I remember when I went. I think I went to Best Buy and I bought trapped in the closet like the first twelve chapters or something. Hilarious. And then like it ends on a cliff, and I'm like, oh my god, where's the rest of it? I remember watching trapped in the closet on youtube all, all the chapters until it got to the package and i was like oh my gosh i can't <laughs> believe i wasted all this time but I, I i didn't feel like it was wasted at that point because i was dying he was doing these terrible accents he 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 was calling little people midgets in there it was they when were cheating on everybody was cheating on everybody when they got to the trailer and the little person was there and I think there's like a cherry pie or something, I was like, Yes. This is too much. This we have lost focus of the plot. Yes, it was all bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still enjoyed it. And then, you know, Weird Al always comes in with uh comes in clutch with the trapped in the drive through. Me and Trisha used to love that video too. Me and Trisha used to have a ton of YouTube videos that were like our shit, but trapped in the drive-thru was hilarious. Talking talk about in drive-thru ordered uh like a large soda and she was like, you can get refills for just a quarter <laughs> more. It's like I'm in the drive-thru, so what would I want that for? Uh, Great. Do you want to go with go? your media? Oh damn. Oh, damn. I'll go my I'll go with mine so I can okay. get it over with. I guess. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so my media is going to be Lauren Hill's uh, To Zion. Everybody knows Lauren Hill put out one album and it, it was great. Some people say it's debatable. It's not as great as everybody says. Some people say it's the greatest CD ever. I kind of fall in the middle. Like I like what it provides for me, how I feel when I listen to it. I pretty much like 80% I listen to and like 80% of the songs. I think there's maybe only like one or two songs I don't really listen to on there. But from the time uh, I was exposed to the whole entire CD, To Zion was my favorite song. You know, if uh, you take it away and you're only listening to radio, which I was as a child, um, of course, the easy ones are everything is everything. And um, what's our what's our favorite one? Um, Jose, you know it's reciprocal. Why can't I think of it? X Factor. X Factor. Oh my God, that's so stupid. I can't believe I forgot. X Our Factor. Song. And uh, that thing, those are the commercial ones. Those are the ones I grew up loving. But then when I learned about you know the whole entire CD, I listened to, to Zion once and I was like, oh shit, this is the one. So this media means a lot to me because of course the song is beautiful. Um, it does feature Carlos Santana, which my grandmother on my mother's side has been a She's a big Carlos Santana fan, um, as well as the lyrics. And the lyrics uh, remind me of the relationship with my mother. Uh, if you don't, I, I don't think I speak about my mom a lot on this podcast. Probably won't either, but um, I love my mother so much. And that sounds crazy to say, but, you know, not everybody feels the same way about their mother like I do. I know 
Um, me and my mother always didn't have a good relationship, but I'd say for the last, I don't know, I would say for the last 13 years have been like the best years of our relationship. And my mother got pregnant with me when she was 15, when she was a teenager. And um, she was faced with a lot of criticism about whether she should have me, if she should have an abortion, if she should give me away both to either like family or she should give me away to like, uh, you know, adoption agencies and all types of stuff. And my mother had it really hard for a long time. And it reminds me of to Zion where Lauren is pregnant with her first child. I think it was yeah, her first child in the midst of this big music career where people are like, girl, this baby is going to ruin you. Maybe you shouldn't have it. And she decides to go, uh, go with the pregnancy to term and have this child who she views as like her world now. Like she could never regret having this baby um, and thinking about giving them away because of the joy and all the stuff that they brought to her life. And my mother, growing up, we didn't have everything that we should have. And things in the house weren't always as they should have been. But the one thing my mother never let me or my sisters ever think is that we were not wanted, that she did not care for us, that she did not love us with her whole heart and that she would not do anything in this world, including sacrifice herself to have us have a better life than she did. And so as much as I love to Zion, just for the musicality and the lyrics, and I always think of my mother when I listen to it as well, as I think about how my mother could have had a very much easier life. Her path could have been a lot less troubled if she didn't, if she didn't have me. And, you know, it's one of those things you can never repay. You can never repay somebody giving you unconditional love. All you can do is just love and support them back. And all I do is hope that my mother feels how much I appreciate her and love her in this world, as well as one day I hope to give back in monetary value all the support and love that she's given me, you know? So that was just on my mind. That was on my brain. I wanted to honor her and I love her a lot. And she does a lot to this day. And so that's just how I felt. You know, that is so good because I feel like a lot of people, they don't like really understand what their parents sacrifice, what their parents give. And especially at this time of our lives, we go out, do our own things. And it's like, you know, when you finally come knocking, nobody's going to be home because you just kind of forget about your parents as you grow older. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something good that you like already are acknowledging before it's like too much of a late point. Yeah. Yeah. When I, it just, the way we grew up, it's one, it's just like a loyalty thing. When people show up for you, the only thing, if, if you can't give anything else, all you got to do is show up for them. It don't cost yeah. money to show support and show love and, and to be there for somebody. And just being grateful, just like you could always just say, well, that's her fucking job. She's supposed to raise me. And it's like, no, because some moms out there don't. Mm-hmm. And some people will raise you with a, with not a lot of love and tender, not a lot, a lot, a lot of tender love and care, TLC. Mm. My mama could have kicked my ass out at 18. She could have kicked me out at 17. She could have done a lot of things, but she never did. That's true. A lot of moms think, you know, 18, I'm done raising my kids. Mm-hmm. What is your media, my friend? Okay, all this talk about moms, I guess. This is actually a really stupid media. Girl, do do what's on your heart. Do what okay. you feel. So, my mom would always watch stupid movies with me because my stepmom, she can't watch a movie. So, when my stepmom was, like, at work or something, mm-hmm. me and my mom would, like, pick the stupidest movie to watch. And we would always make popcorn. Like, we had to make popcorn, watch a movie. And now that's Halloween, I think of this one movie. And it was so stupid, but we loved it so much. Um, It's called May. Hmm. (laughs) If I've even remembered it correctly, there is... (laughs) I have to look this up. It's, It's so stupid. Like... She loves this guy's neck, and she's, like, obsessed with him, and she's, like, always talking about his neck, but then she loves this person's hands, and she's, like, loves this person's calves or feet or something, and then she becomes a murderer, and 
she like puts them together like in kind of like a retelling of Frankenstein to oh, like no. make the perfect man. Oh no. <laughs> There's a song on there though, uh when he calls me kitten. <laughs> it's it's an okay song. It's a funny song. But I always think of May when I think of it and I don't know why me and my mom love that movie so much because it's, it's so stupid, but it's like so good for the Halloween time, Halloween vibes. I was trying to look for it the other day and I was like, I, I wonder what streaming service it's on because it's stupid. It's probably like on Amazon or something. You, you, it's, it'll be somewhere. Uh-huh. I'm just looking at this poster and she don't look like anybody I want to mess with. Oh, they said it's on Pluto and Tubi. Uh yeah, things I don't have. Um, oh, Amazon Prime. You got that. See, I told you it'd be on Amazon. Um, yeah, it's such a stupid movie. And May is like a we- weird girl. I think she's weird. And it's just stupid horror movies. I just, I always remember that growing up. Always like eating popcorn and watching movies. Yeah. But that's my media and it's. Just in time for the spooky season. We're yes. almost done with the spooky season. We're halfway through. Yeah. Next week. No, we have two more horror-themed episodes. This one was more the skeptic side for your side. Yes. Ooh, look how you put me in there for your uh-huh. side. Everything yeah, I, I do for you. Thank for you. you, I would move to a communist country and give up everything, everything my own. <laughs> And lose those pounds playing about football. If it made you stay. But hey. you won't. You won't. What is that from? Shakira, don't bother. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that one. I I feel like I always tell that one to you too. You never get it. I never, because you know, I, I'm not a <laughs> big uh, Shakira connoisseur. I know. Okay, racist. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Latinos make music too, you know. I listen for plenty of Latinos. Oh, <laughs> that's what oh. I'm gonna do. It like you, <laughs> but it did just come off racist. <laughs> uh, but you know me, I don't. The episode even Katrina gets canceled too. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> Please don't. Only if you cancel everything else I got planned, including work. Including work. Praise Jesus. But speaking of weird horror movies, did you ever see that Black Sheep one? That's the one my my grandma turned me on to. The weird the weird sheep mutating and eating people. And the humans are fucking the sheep. I have not, but that sounds so good. I I love like cheesy horror movies. Like mm-hmm. it's uh I think it's uh based in New Zealand. Oh. Yeah. I watched that back in high school. You want to know a cat fact? Yes. The reason New Zealand doesn't... The reason New Zealand has, like, such big bugs is because there was not cats there to, like, eat the little bugs. Oh, so now they're huge? Uh-huh, like, they over time. Evol- that's, a, that's a theory. Oh, my gosh. Another theory, since you mentioned bubonic plague, mm-hmm. was... Oh, it's going to be about rats. Yeah, since people were killing the cats, the rats were spreading. And why? Oh, like rats are so... all that. Uh-huh. Like, I don't... <laughs> I think I learned that on the podcast. It's a, like a podcast about cats. I mean, we have a, we had a friend who, who, who had a rat as a pet, and I didn't get it then, and I don't get it now. And I will never get it. Remember she lost that rat, and it came back, and it was totally different. I said, girl, that's not your same rat. And that is a horrifying thought. <laughs> horrifying thought. Hell fucking no. You know, it's worse having a rat. Image. Exactly. You done had a you turned a domestic turned the street rat into a domesticated rat. That motherfucker was happy you found him. She was like, ever since I found him, he's been acting different. Yeah, because you didn't f- that domesticated rat was fighting for its life. Man, I'm not used to this garbage pail shit. But that is everything we have for today. If you want to reach out to us, you can get our email, saveyourstory at gmail.com, spelled just like the podcast. Please leave us five stars. 
Mm-hmm. Leave us a review. Yep, yep. Our Instagram is Save Your Sorry, spelled just like the podcast. For sure. Our Twitter is Save Your Sorry. The your is spelled you are. It's a little different. A little different. Because I run that one and I'm a little different. Hey, even though that was low key shade on me, I still appreciated it. You're a little different. We just need an episode one day where we're just like shading each other the whole time. All the, that would be uh, the 30 minutes before we start recording. Uh huh. All the cuts we make. All the cuts. <laughs> one time we're doing LinkedIn minutes. People are like, are they okay today? Yeah, are they actually friends? Like, <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Mm. But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving us your ears, giving us your time. Mm-hmm. And please tell tell someone, tell everyone about us. We'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah. Come yeah. come back. Come come sit down. Sit down, lay down, or squat down. Make yourself comfortable. Just come on in. Everyone's welcome to sit at our table. Everyone, except the losers. (laughs) Bye, it's been wonderful. See ya.